Hey there, you're listening to The Caitlin Batcher Show, and today we're answering the big question, what happens inside Scale with Success after I turn on my evergreen funnel? Today we are pulling back the curtain and talking about why turning on your evergreen funnel is just the beginning. If you've ever wondered what goes on behind closed doors of my exclusive group coaching program, you're in for a real treat. You're about to hear the real and raw CEO corner call I held for my best clients inside Scale with Success. I don't sugarcoat anything, so buckle up. My name is Caitlin Batcher, creator of Scale with Success, and I'm on a mission to help course creators all over the world grow their business in a way that is profitable and scalable. Join me here each week for revealing conversations about what it really takes to scale an online course business to millions of dollars per year without sacrificing date nights with your partner, vacation with your kids, or spa days for yourself. You'll discover the tough decisions I've had to make, the biggest failures I've had to bounce back from, and the learnings that emerged every step of the way. I am so grateful that I have the chance to share it all with you right here on The Caitlin Batcher Show. Let's get started. Okay, so let's get started. So in this CEO corner, there's going to be two parts to it. So the first part is going to be me kind of going through the slide deck. I want to share some wins from some clients that people have shared recently. I want to share some other things related to goal setting and mindset. And then after that, we're going to dive into the monthly KPI chart. And if you have access to that right now, great. That means that you've already launched your Evergreen webinar. If you don't have access to that right now, because maybe you're still uh, in the first phase building up your webinar, no problem. You're still going to get a ton of value from today's call. So let's go ahead and get started with the very first part of this, which is one of my favorites, and that is celebrating our scalar wins. So I absolutely love seeing it when you guys are inside of the Facebook group and you are posting your big wins. I wanted to really give it up for our very own Tiffany. I know it says yesterday, but I cut out these slides a little bit ago. So anyway, her June goal that she set for herself with 16 enrollments and the June sales that she actually ended up with was 24 enrollments. So let's give a big, show me your happy emojis. Show me the confetti emojis. I don't know what you have going on over there. I'm not an emoji expert. My daughter is in love with emojis. But so let's heart it up for Tiffany. She did an amazing job. And the reason why I wanted to share Tiffany's story specifically is because the very first week of June, things were actually not looking so good for Tiffany. Things weren't looking so good. And the reason why I love sharing this win from Tiffany this month is because she was able to really turn this around for herself. And I think for a lot of us, you know, it can feel kind of discouraging. If maybe things aren't going the way we would like initially, we have the opportunity to either push through and keep going or we can give up. And I love that Tiffany was able to push through. So she started off the month of June, right? I was like, hey guys, what's your June course goal? She said, oh, my goal was 16, right? And so then I said, 
well, that's about four courses sold per week. So how many have you sold so far this week? And at this point, the week was the first week was already like more than halfway done, right? And she was like, none. <laughs> and she said, yikes, I sold eight last month with the webinar funnel to my audience and then two more trickled in. So the month prior, which is in May, she was able to get about 10 sales, right? And that was when she first kind of put out her webinar. But she says, since then, crickets. Now, I know that we've all been in that place before. I have certainly been in that place. I know you guys have been in that place before, too, where you have kind of a surge of sales, a surge of success, and then all of a sudden, like, things kind of die down. And you're like, what? What's going on here? Should I be worried? Should I not be worried? But the thing that I love about Tiffany and her response is she automatically went into analysis mode, right? So she was like, I'm going to kind of dig in and figure out what I've been doing and what I haven't been doing. So she's like, I'm restarting my podcast publishing next week. She said, I've been going live on Facebook at least twice a week. Great. She said, after watching Kim's new Facebook ads tutorial in phase four, I've revamped my ads and I've turned them back on today. I'm on the verge of finally getting on Instagram and will commit to an accountability challenge with someone from here to do three lives per week. I've committed to come into this group every single weekday. So she's listing a lot of action items, right? But then she's also saying, it feels kind of like I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I don't really know. I'm just kind of praying for something to stick. And so my response to Tiffany was to pause. The first thing I asked her was, okay, but before you launch a brand new account on Instagram, do you already have a lot of traction? Or do you even have a presence on Facebook? Right, Because I know she mentioned that she was already starting to go live twice a week on Facebook. And so she said, yes, she already has 1,000 likes on her Facebook page. And she gets about 200 to 500 engagements from organic traffic. And so then I said, okay, so it seems to me that the best thing to do right now would be to build momentum with what's already working as opposed to starting scratch somewhere new. This is the life lesson that I have to relearn for myself every single day. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can relate to that. Please let me know in the comments if you can relate to the feeling of jumping into something new. If something isn't working as opposed to focusing on what is working and building momentum, building out the bridge, finishing up what is working, you want to jump into the new thing. Let me know in the comments if that's you. You can say that's me. You can show me a little hand raised emoji. That is something that I think as entrepreneurs, as you know, creative types, that's something that we all really struggle with. So I followed up because after I suggested that to Tiffany, I was like, I don't know. She might hate that idea, right? She might just be like, Caitlin, that's terrible advice. I am never listening to you again. So I checked in with her and I said, what do you think about that? Because listen, I can offer all the advice in the world, but it's up to you to take it, right? And so then she said she was happy to do that. I thought maybe I was copping out or making an excuse for not getting on Instagram when I should be. It's totally fine and relieving to stick to one platform and try to go there, right? So there is this famous, the guy that created Lead Pages, right? The CEO of Lead Pages. He has this like famous phrase or whatever, which is basically stating you need to focus on selling one product with one traffic channel to have one ideal customer for one year, that is the fastest way to make a million dollars, right? The fastest way to get to a million dollars is to focus, right? One product, one avatar, one year, like just really one channel. So you're not trying to all of a sudden be on Pinterest 
and Instagram and YouTube and a podcast and this and that and I have an Alexa show and I'm, you know, all over and I'm on Snapchat and I'm on TikTok. <laughs> like, you don't want to do that because when we do that, we actually lose focus, right? It's so powerful when you see like a laser, like one of those little lasers that you show your cats, right? That you're shining on the wall with your cats. The reason why a laser is effective is because it's focused energy, right? It's focused light. And that's what we want you to do with your business. Now, if you're sitting here and, you know, you're going to use that as an opportunity to be like, well, hold on, wait a minute. I saw more than one thing. Should I panic? Should I throw everything in the trash? No, don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. I am just merely sharing something that the CEO of Lead Pages once said, and that really resonated with me. And that's what I did to make my first million. I just went all in with one thing. I was like, okay, I have one core offer. It's a 997 course. I'm just going to focus on selling that. I'm going to focus primarily on Facebook. That's going to be my traffic channel. And, you know, I'm going to do that for a whole year. I'm going to go all in for one year and just really, really focus on it, right? So anyway, so as a result of all of this, Tiffany ended up, despite the fact that the first year of June, she was nowhere near on track to meet her goal, despite all of that, she was able to not only meet it, but exceed it, right? And you can see here, she commented at the end, it says, I hit my June goal with a week and a half left. I regretted my goal a little bit because it felt a little bit too high and I had no idea how to get there, but she ended up doing it, right? She ended up doing it. And so congrats to Tiffany. Also, big congrats to Alana. The lovely Alana is, she announces here that her June sales goal was 10 and her actual sales were 12. So she actually sold 20% more courses than she intended to sell. So let's heart it up for Alana. Make sure you give her some congratulations in the comments. Make sure that you give her a little heart emoji, a little smiley face. I also want to congratulate Michelle. Michelle is our other June win. Her June sales goal was 10 and her actual sales as of June 26th were 11. So she also was able to set that goal for herself and exceed the goal. So let's give a big congrats to Michelle. Awesome job, Michelle. I love it. And let's see what else. We also have Susanna. Susanna, I'll have to check in with her because I just want to make sure. But as of June 22nd, she was one sale away from hitting her target. She set a target of 25 course sales in June. She set that goal. It felt like a stretch. She set it anyway. And as of June 22nd, she was just one sale away. So awesome job, Susanna. Let's give her congratulations inside of the comments. I also want to give a big congratulations to Heather. Heather had her very first made money while sleeping sale. This is a big one, okay? We have to give it up for Heather. This was the very first time that she woke up to a sale. I don't know if... You have ever had that experience? I certainly remember the first time that happened to me. And when that happened, it was almost like the universe cracked open and shined a light on me and was just like, this is what's possible for you. And I hope that when you see these celebrations and these people that are pushing through, that are sticking with it, and they're just absolutely nailing it, I hope that that serves as inspiration to you as well. We have another one from Pamela. She says her very first week of KPIs, which let's just say like that in and of it's like just honestly taking the time to go through the Evergreen webinar launch and to then track your results, put them in a KPI chart. That alone is something that like everyone needs a big round of applause for 
right? Like that alone, it's all about building these habits that are going to get you where you want to go. And over here, Pamela says things went really well. She had nearly $2,000, $1,925.95, do not forget the 95 cents, of income from just 25 clicks. Amazing, right? And of course, she's already starting to think about the things that she wants to improve. She's like, oh, but this part went wrong, and so I want to fix this, and here's what I'm going to do, and da-da-da-da. All that's great, but let's take a minute to first celebrate that win, and I'm so proud of Pamela as well for recognizing that things went really well. Sometimes we don't take the time to reflect. We always get focused on the next thing. That's no good. We don't want to do that. We also have from Allison. This is another major scale win. She says, I'm really happy with the initial numbers, the registration, the sign up, the email engagement. I just need to get way more people into the funnel, right? So another big win. And we have Victoria, another big win. She also, just like some of the others, just launched their Evergreen webinar on a Monday and she just got her very first sale, $1,297 in the bank. And the person who bought had only been on my email list for two days. Holy moly. It's like a brand new person, someone, complete stranger, only on your list for two days. All of a sudden, they're like, here, help me transform my life, right? So amazing. Let's give a big congrats to Victoria. She says that her goal in launching the webinar for this time around was to get 100 webinar signups and one sale, and she already did it. And so awesome, 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 amazing. Allison says, that was my first high-ticket sale without a sales call. That is freaking huge. That is life-changing. Just knowing that that is possible is amazing. So great job. We also have Debbie. Debbie shares that her June stats are beyond what she truly thought was possible for her. And her previous, well, I'm going to just say me because this is me reading. Okay, I'm putting on my Debbie hat. I'm Debbie. My June stats are beyond what I truly thought was possible for me. And my previous potential earning ceiling for this part of my business was shattered. Honestly, my eyes are getting a little bit teary. I don't know about you guys. That is huge. Just being able to see what is possible for yourself, right? Being able to see that. her We can see in April, she had 16 course sales. That was her initial um, when she first launched the Evergreen webinar funnel. In May, she had nine course sales, a bit of a dip, but she had a choice in that moment. Was she going to freak out and start making all of these fear-based decisions? Not today, right? <laughs> Debbie did not do that because as we can see in June, she actually sold 28 courses. Amazing. She went from 16 to 9 to 28. Great job, Debbie. This is amazing, right? And so what we can see over here, the other reason why I wanted to highlight Debbie's is because if we look over here, look onto the right side of the page where she highlights, and I'm so glad that she highlighted this, because it takes a lot of courage to like, Admit that you're feeling a little scared, right? And she says she has a fear that's running in the background. And the fear that she has is, she says, I now have $6,700 worth of monthly expenses that I'm outsourcing, right? Now, as your business grows, your expenses are going to increase, 
right? You're going to be outsourcing team members so that you can continue to grow. You're going to be investing in other trainings. You're going to be investing in software. You're going to be investing in ad spend. You're going to be investing in all of in trainings for your own team. You're going to be doing all of these things. So it's totally normal to increase expenses over time. She says the fear that she has running in the background is that she now has $6,700 worth of monthly expenses And that's about what her business was generating prior to scale. And her fear, which is not fact, right? Fear, that's emotion. But the fear that she has is, what if everything goes to poop and I go broke and I have all these expenses I'm on the hook for? So common. So, so, so common. I can tell you right now, I clearly remember being on the phone with one of my friends, like towards the end of that very first million dollar year that I had, it was in December, I was on the phone with one of my friends, and I was talking to him, and I was like, oh my god, I, you know what, everything's gonna go to crap. I was like literally talking as though it had already gone to poop, which it had not, (laughs) right? Like, if you look at my books, it was like, holy moly, she's like generating over a hundred thousand dollars a month, like this is awesome. But in my head, I was like, this is just like not going to last. I already know it. i got to start planning for the worst. Da, da, da. Our mind is tricky. Our mind is very tricky. And I don't know if you've ever had the same experience of Debbie where you've hit a major milestone and it's immediately followed by an intense period of anxiety or fear. If that's you, let me know in the comments. Say, that's me if that is you. If you can identify with having hit a major milestone having a big success, right? Doing something that you never previously thought possible, right? Something that, like Debbie said, she's like, I made more money than I ever thought was possible. Allison's like, I just made my first sale of this program without a sales call. Oh my gosh, right? And it's very common when that happens, right? Emily says, that's me. Alana says, yep, happened yesterday. Allison says, I have that same fear. My expenses are like five to K a month. So totally, yeah, Alana says, I was at the dentist and I got three new members in a day, right? And Savannah, you're totally right. Self-sabotage, anxiety, right? You start to, all of a sudden, your ego, What? so here's what's happening. Your ego is trying to protect you right? Because your ego wants to protect you from possible failure, right? Oh my gosh, you might fail, you might be ashamed. Oh my gosh, you might make a mistake and be embarrassed. Our ego wants to protect us from that. So we have to constantly check in with ourselves and make sure that we are not doing that kind of, that we're not engaging in that level of self-sabotage. We might start to all of a sudden where we might find ourselves picking a fight with our partner or picking a fight with someone on our team or complaining about something that is not actually a problem, right? This is all going into self-sabotage. If those things are happening, that's self-sabotage. And it happens so frequently for high performers that there's even a name for it because everyone goes through it, especially high performers, right? Because they're constantly getting to the next and the next and the next. So it's called Reaching Your Upper Limit. And let me know in the comments if you have ever read this book. My first million dollar year, this book was like under my pillow. I read it probably four or five times that year. (laughs) I just kept rereading it. I needed to, as my business is growing, I had to make sure that I was managing my emotions, right? 
And when we think about in scale, like what do we spend the most of after our evergreen webinar is up and running? That's just the beginning, right? We got a long time before we hit that goal that we want to get to, whether it's a million dollar goal, whether it's a hundred K goal, whatever your goal may be, we got a long road. (laughs) And one of the biggest things that we need to do as we work towards that goal is to make sure that we're managing our emotions. And if it's been a while since you read this book, read it again. Oh my gosh, Allison started it. You didn't finish it. Go read it. You have to read it, okay? I underlined, this is just taken from the summary, I underlined some important parts. This one says, good fortune is often followed by negative emotions that overtake us and result in destructive behaviors. It's not the good thing that caused the bad thing. It's our emotions that got in the way. We had something good happen And all of a sudden, that triggers in us some kind of negative emotion, which causes us to take fear-based actions. And fear-based actions lead to fear-based results. We do not want to do that. The other little tidbit that I pulled out, um, Gay Hendricks, that's the author, he calls it the upper limit, which is a negative emotional reaction that occurs when anything positive enters our lives. Anything positive. This could be a new relationship. It could be hiring a new coach. It could be hiring a new team member. It could be finally working with that great client that you've been wanting to work for for so long, right? And when something positive like that happens, what happens is the upper limit problem, it prevents our happiness and it actually stops us from achieving our goals. This is why time and time again, we see people who have big success and then all of a sudden, It all goes to crap, right? Why is it going to crap? It's not the success that caused it. It's our response to that success. And that response is something that we alone are responsible for. We are the only people that can control our own responses. You cannot outsource your responsibility. You cannot outsource your personal responsibility. That's up to you. I don't care if you have a team of 50 VAs. Nobody's going to do that for you, right? This is one of the most important things that we can do as CEOs. It's like taking a toothbrush to your brain, right? Your teeth twice a day. Make sure you get rid of plaque and sugar bugs and who knows what else. And we got to do that with our brain. We have to clear it out. And then the very last bit that I'll share about this book in particular is that this book describes the four hidden fears that are at the root of the upper limit problem. And then it shows you how to overcome them. So highly recommend this book. If you have it, if you read it before, read it again. Read it again right now. They give you a proven method for identifying which of the first four fears are preventing you and then breaking through that limitation, right? Perfect book to get right now. What's your biggest insight so far? Please share in the comments. Just from what we've covered so far, what's been the most valuable? What is the biggest light bulb moment that you've had? How are you, what's like a shift in perspective or a new understanding that you've had as a result of hearing this information about the big leap, about how sometimes we try to get into self-sabotage, about why sometimes we have to make sure that we're managing our emotions. Emily says that we all feel this way. Yeah, it's so common. There's like books written about it. (laughs) It's so, so common. And sometimes what happens is when we start to feel this way, we start to get ashamed or embarrassed. 
or we feel like there is actually something wrong with us, right? They're like, oh my gosh, nobody else feels this way. It must be just me. Something's wrong with me. This isn't going to work for me. Oh my gosh. And then you start to spiral, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, Olivia, so good. Each time I am about to reach a new level, I want to escape and create something new. Love it. Diana says, Tiffany's story inspired me. Love that. Layla says, one product, one platform, one customer. Love it. Julie says the same thing. One platform, one funnel, one offer. Yes, love it. Love it, love it. So good. Savannah says, just little daily actions, small continual forward motion. Kim says, focus on one thing. Yep. Amira says, the fact that this book was under your pillow on your road to one meal. Yeah. And I read it. I swear I read that book four or five times that year alone. To be honest, I should probably read it again. It's been a while. (laughs) I need to read this book again. Teal says, don't get caught up in the drama of what's not working for myself or for others. Yes. Or for others. That's a big one. Doesn't matter what anyone else is or isn't doing. Who cares? Right? You're just focused on yourself and your own results. Love it. Erica says, confirmation, I should be doubling down on what's working. Yes, absolutely. Tasha says, I've been afraid to go all in on my own products and services, and that fear has me taking branches. Oh, yes. Okay, so here's the deal, Tasha. I resonate with that so much. When I was that first year that I made my first million, I said no to so many what I call $10,000 opportunities, right? Will you be my one-on-one coach? Will you help me with this social media management strategy? Will you do this? Will you write this training for my program? Will you do that? Whatever, right? I said no to so many of those $10,000 opportunities because I had to say no to those because I was focused on my $1 million opportunity. And while I'm saying no to all of those, guess what all my friends are doing in my ear? They're like, oh my God, Caitlin, that's crazy. Why are you saying no to that? Oh my gosh, that was $10,000. Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do that? Whatever, right? And so when I say you need to be focused like a laser, that is what it takes to the point where it's like you're, it's almost like I felt like I was a horse and I had like blinders on, right? I'm just focused. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I don't care what anyone else's results are. I don't care what happens. I'm getting my million dollar result no matter what and nobody's going to stop me. I don't care who's in my way. I don't care what obstacle comes, like I'm going to get there. That's the level of focus that we need to have. We might not know how to get there yet, and that's fine. We can figure that out along the way, but we have to know that we are going to get there. That's what's most important. Victoria says, I realize that when I have a win, I minimize it and I make it mean that I've actually failed. Yep, love it. This is Joe Kelly. This is the book, The Big Leap. It should be on the screen. I hope it's on the screen. Yes, Susanna says, I'm right there having to say no to 10K opportunities. Yep, love it. Awesome. Okay, so... Thank you for sharing your wins. We're going to pop in. I have something really important that I want to share with you, and then we're going to get into the goal setting piece. So CEO Corner is dedicated time each month where you are going to spend time working on your business, not in your business. Here you're going to reflect, set goals, create plans, and hold yourself accountable for following through so that you can scale your business with success. There are two things. You got two jobs, people. You have two jobs, okay? Those two things that successful CEOs do exceptionally well, all right? Number one, they manage their emotions. I want you to type that into the chat box because we all need to be accountable for this. They manage their emotions, right? They are not diving into the drama triangle at every turn. They're not getting caught up. In what other people are doing, they are staying focused. They are managing their emotions. 
They may feel negative emotions at times because guess what? That's life, right? Especially if we're growing. If we're growing, if we're pushing through, if we're outrunning our ego, then yeah, we got a lot of uncomfortable feelings to deal with. We might have a lot of negative emotions come up. I was talking to Joe Kelly on a call earlier today and we were talking and she's had, I won't share her number because I don't want to say it. She can share it if she wants to. But Joe Kelly has been on a journey in scale of success. And maybe we can do an interview or something with her later on if you guys are interested in that. But the thing that I love about Joe Kelly is that she was like, when we first started working with her in Skill with Success, she was so resistant. And I know, Joe Kelly, that you are not going to have a problem with me calling you out on that because I know that you know it's true. Joe Kelly was incredibly resistant to the process, right? Whenever the coaches would ask her questions, sometimes she'd get kind of mad, right? Not mad in a mean way at all. But just like you could tell, like she felt like uncomfortable and she's like, why don't you just tell me what to do? Just tell me what to do. Right, stop teaching me how to think. Just give me the answers, right? And I think that a lot of us feel that way at times. But what Joe Kelly has done in her business is like literally, like she's on her way to a million dollar year, right? Okay, Joe Kelly is, says I can, she, she's making like 60K a month, you guys. 60K a month. When she joined Scale of Success, like I don't even know if she had made six figures a year. And now she's making 60K a month. And she's still growing, Right? She's like, okay, so next month, my goal is going to be 72, and then we're going to hit that for a couple months, and then we're going to go to 80. Like, 80K run rate, that's a million-dollar business, right? What Joe Kelly has done is she has committed to doing whatever it takes to get the results that she wanted, even when it wasn't comfortable, even when she felt like complaining or being woe is me or being this or that. And let's say, okay, 70 actually, there you go. Joe Kelly did 70K. That's incredible. And and the thing about Joe Kelly, you guys, that I love is like, is because sometimes people think that, oh, sure, well, she got results because she came in and she was just like all of a sudden so focused and so ready and da-da-da-da. No, that's not true, right? Like the story that we shared with Tiffany earlier, how she was starting off her month, she was nowhere, she had made zero sales that first week. And then by the end of the month, she like, blew past her sales goal by 50%, right? That doesn't come from someone just telling you what to do all the time. That comes from inner drive and commitment, which is exactly the kind of commitment that Joe has, right? And it's just like once you eventually reach a space where like nobody's going to stop you and you alone are responsible for putting yourself in that place. You have to get yourself to that place, right? You have to be have that thing, that whatever it is, that's going to compel you to move forward, right? I know for my thing, for my first million dollar year, it was like, get me out of this shitty apartment. Oh, sorry. I try not to curse because I know you might have kids. It was, get me out of this like apartment that I can't stand, right? I was in there with my family. It was a really tiny apartment. Like, we didn't have a yard for my daughter to play in. It was so frustrating, blah, blah, whatever. They're like, weren't good schools around, like all this kind of thing. So... I was just like, we're going to hit that goal no matter what, right? That's the level of commitment that you want. Yeah, Joe Kelly says, do what she says, even if it hurts, especially, that's right, yeah. And so, number one, you want to manage your emotions. And number two, you want to measure your results. If you have already launched your Evergreen Webinar Funnel, this is your job. This is your CEO job. Manage your emotions and measure your results. You have to be on top of that. You cannot outsource this stuff, guys. This is all you. The reason why you want to measure your results is because you need to set goals and make sure you're on track to reach them. And if you're not, 
great. It's an opportunity to solve the problem so that you can reach it. If you have not reached your goal, it doesn't mean nothing, anything is wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're not meant for success. It means you have a problem that needs to be solved. That's it, period. That's what it means. So solve the problem. That's what the coaches are here for. This is why, you know, sometimes on a sales call, it's so funny. We get some people that are like, why is the program a year? I don't understand. Why is it a year? Like, why isn't it, doesn't it take like a week to set up a webinar? Like, why would it be a year? Well, sure, you can set up a webinar in a week, but you're not going to make a million dollars in a week. Like, we are committed. We are in this with you, right? We don't, you can yell at us. You can be mad. You can complain, right? We're here. We don't care. Like, we are committed to helping you get results no matter what just like we've done for Joe Kelly and just like we've done for so many other clients. And in order for that to happen, we are committed to supporting you. We need your commitment to manage your own emotions and to measure your own results, right? So there are levels to managing your emotions and measuring your results. It's not like, you know, oh, I did it one time. I managed my emotions on the way to my five-figure year. So I guess I can just check that off the list. I'm all done here. Managed, learned it right? Nailed it. All done. <laughs> no, doesn't work that way. Because at every level of success, it's like peeling an onion. You're going to find something new that you need to uncover, that you need to dive into, right? And so it's like the level of attention that's going to be needed from you to manage your emotions and to measure your results at leading a five-figure per year business is very different then the level that's going to be needed when you're managing a nine-figure business. And those monetary results will not come unless you are operating at the level of that person. You will not have a million-dollar year unless you can effectively manage your emotions and measure your results the way a successful seven-figure CEO does. You won't get there, right? It's two things. It's not a fancy sales funnel. Hate to bring it to you. It's not an Instagram hashtag strategy. It's not an updated website with brand new pretty graphics, right? It's not the latest Facebook ads technique. It's not hiring an integrator. It's none of that. In order to, once you're in scale and once you have that evergreen webinar set up, these are the two things that you need to master and in order to move forward. So what we have here is a chart. This may not be your goal. What we have, yes, we have so many tools, Teal. It's up to you to post in the group whenever something is coming up. I don't know. We invest over $100,000 per year in our coach training. We spend over $100,000 per year training our coaches on how to coach high-performing people, help them overcome obstacles, overcome mindset blocks, they know how to do this, but they cannot do it unless you raise your hand and you say, hey, this is something that's coming up for me. And a lot of times what happens with scalers is they feel embarrassed. They feel embarrassed to ask a question in the group. They feel embarrassed to say like, because they think they're the only one struggling with it, but it's not true. Like we all struggle. This is normal, right? So over here is an example, and this is not everyone's goal, but this is an example to work from. So over here, you can see on the left-hand side, it says revenue generated by funnel, right? So 
when you get your evergreen webinar funnel all set up, great. You're just getting started. <laughs> this is literally just the beginning for you, right? You have your evergreen webinar funnel. Great. What I want you to do is to start thinking the way successful CEOs think, right? Start thinking the way they think. Successful CEOs aren't worried about how much money they're going to generate next week or next month. They see the bigger picture. They see what they're working towards, right? And in this case, we can see that in this specific example, this person is working towards a goal of hitting 100K per month. Now, they know that's not going to happen in one month, right? Over here, they have that being their goal. They want to hit it consistently for month 22, month 23, month 24. Joe Kelly's been with me for two years. You'll see other scalers have been here for more than one year because they haven't reached that goal yet. They haven't gotten to where they want to go, right? I have a mastermind, and their, people are, their goals are like 200K a month, right? Like they're blowing past that. We always, it's up to us to set goals and then to hold ourselves accountable for reaching them. So let's say, for example, and if you have a pen and paper, write it down on a paper. What's your goal two years from now? How much money do you want to be generating each month? Share in the comments. How much money, two years from now, how much money do you want to be generating each month through Evergreen sales, right? Is it two years from now, like so month 22, month 23, month 24, what's the goal? Is it 100K per month? Is it 50K per month? Is it 300K per month? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter, okay? It's up to you to determine. Type in the comments. So Pamela says 100K, perfect. So doable, Having one signature offer, reaching a million dollars with it, like done. It's so many people have done that. It's so, so, so doable. So what we want to do, so I see 100K, 200K, 100K, 50K, love it. So what we have to first do is realize that we're not going to hit that goal next month. <laughs> we're not going to do that, okay? It's not going to happen. So the reason why I say that is because sometimes we're like, okay, Month 22, 23, 24, I want to be making $100,000. And then 30 days later, you start to feel down on yourself. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not making 100K. What am I going to do? The world's going to end. I'm going to analyze all my life choices, right? No, that's your year two goal. Like you got to work up to that. And so what we recommend is if you know your year two goal, then you can figure out your year one goal, right? If your year two goal is something like 100K a month, then your year one goal, which is month 10, month 11, and month 12, then in this case, you'd want to generate 40K per month, right? 40K per month. And so type into the comments right now. Write it down on your piece of paper. If now you know your two-year goal, write down your monthly revenue goal for one year, month 10, 11, 12. What is it? Write it down. Either, well, definitely share it in the comments, but make sure that you write it down on uh, your piece of paper too. After you set your two-year goal, we work backwards from that, right? So we say, okay, so now I have, so my two-year goal is 100K per month. That's just the example I'm giving. Your numbers can be whatever you want. So then I know that I'm going to take about half that, right? So I chose 40K. I could have chosen 50K, whatever. Um, that's going to be my 10, 11, 12-month goal, right? Then we go backwards, right? If that's my goal, if I want to have 40K per month, by month 10, 11, and 12, then I know that in month 7, 8, 9, I'm going to be shooting for 30K a month. 
right? 30K a month. Okay. So now this is getting a little bit like more doable in our heads, right? We started out with 100K, but that's not for two years. <laughs> so now we're at 30K. Then we plan it backwards even further. Okay. So that means month four, five, and six, I want to be generating 20K per month, right? So it's like, okay, 20K per month, right? Then that tells us that the goal that we can set for ourselves, not that we'll actually make it. We don't know, right? We don't know what's going to happen. But we can set a goal of working up to monthly revenue of 10K per month, right? So we can say, okay, so that means if you're selling a $1,000 course, that means you got to sell 10 courses per month, right? That would be the first goal to work on. And you don't move to the next goal until you've already done that consistently. Just because you reach 10K one month does not mean that the next month you're like, okay, the next month's going to be 20K. And then you reach that, okay, next month is 30K. No, you have to hit that consistently because with every level of success, new problems arise, right? If you were all of a sudden to inject 1,000 students into your client community tomorrow, for whatever reason, like a big, you just really nailed your Instagram hashtag strategy or whatever, and all of a sudden you have 1,000 new clients or students, whatever, like another part of your business will break, right? Probably the delivery part. And so you have to make sure that you're giving yourself time to adjust the business and to adjust your mindset to each level of success so that you don't go backwards, Because what happens to a lot of people, and this happened to me for a long time too, is I would reach, I had this like ceiling and I would reach it, but then whenever I did, I would go back down the next month. That's because I wasn't taking the time to do the inner work and to look at the business itself and make sure all the holes were plugged before we go to the next thing, right? So you can see here that, yeah, this person has this goal set of 100K per month two years from now. But depending on what step you're in, the very first step is 10K per month. That's the focus. Not 100K. The focus is 10K, right? When you are a new entrepreneur, sales and marketing is the big focus, right? You want to really nail sales and marketing. But as you scale, and this is why we have our next level programs after Scale with Success, right? you got to start thinking about business foundations, about team, right? you got to start thinking about these other things because if all we do is focus on sales and marketing, the business is going to break. It's not just that. When something else goes, every level of business, you have all these different departments, right? If one does really well, it creates problems for the next department, right? So there's a few things that we have in Scale with Success that are purposefully and intentionally designed to get you to your two-year goal, right? Right? Not in a week, not in a day, but over a period of time, right? So in order to get to my 100K per month goal, these are the things that we have in place. Number one, your weekly KPI chart. What does a good CEO do? They manage their emotions and they measure their results. Those are the two things. Weekly KPI chart, you've got to be on top of that. You have to go in every single week, look at the data. What is that data telling you? What needs to be improved? Because what got you to, you know, if you have leads coming in to sustain 10K a month, great. But then if you want 20K per month, that doesn't naturally happen. It doesn't just fall in our lap. We have to take different actions. We might have to 
increase our ad spend. We might have to hire an additional team member, but we are not going to know which of those options to do unless we're looking at our data. We're making data-based decisions, not emotion-based decisions, right? The, the KPI chart that we have looks like this, right? And you get access to this after you launch your evergreen funnel. This allows you to record your key performance indicators, allows you to reflect on what's working, to identify what's preventing you from reaching your goal, and to create your top three actions for the week that are going to solve that problem that you are in so you can move forward. The problems don't solve themselves, right? If you have a lead generation, if you have a conversion problem, you got to make a plan to address it. At every level of success, that's how you get to the next level. It doesn't just happen, right? You make it happen. You're the cause. Your thinking and your actions cause that to happen. So what we did with this KPI chart is we updated it to include some reflective questions, right? So if you click over, if it's been a while since you looked at the KPI chart, you can go back and look and you can either start using this one or you can just add these questions to your the existing KPI chart that you already have. But there are questions like what went well over the last week? What was my courses sold goal last week? What, you know, has some belief-based questions, a lot of good stuff in there. The next thing in this KPI chart, you have to write down your top three actions to fix the problem. Then you have to post them in the Facebook group. Raise your hand if you ever do this. I know you're lying. I know a lot of people don't use this. This is like all you have to, when you're making your top three actions, right? So you're like, maybe you're like, okay, I have a lead generation problem. I'm not getting the traffic that I need. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to blah, blah, blah. These are the top three actions. What you need to do then is on Monday, every single Monday, we call it Momentum Monday, what are your top three tasks for the week? Top three tasks. Heather's in there. Yes. So you're going to write, what based on what you plan to do that week, write your top three actions in there. Then on Wednesday, we have someone on the team that is literally going to tag you. There is no running from her. She will find you, <laughs> right? She's going to find you and she's asking you, she's going to tag you in that Wednesday post and she's going to say, how are you progressing? This is where the magic happens, right? This is where it happens. This is where you're going to then be able to identify what's working and what's not working, right? Because you're going to say, well, these are my top three tasks for the week. Well, hold on a minute. I have my top three tasks, but it's Wednesday and this is where I'm stuck. So then you can reply to that person and say, hey, I'm stuck here. And then guess what? That's your invitation to start a new thread. Start a thread in the group so that you can get coached on that, so that you can overcome it. The coaches are here to help you overcome obstacles, right? Every single day. That's what they're here for. And then on Friday, there's no running. She's going to tag you again. <laughs> she will find you and tag you again. And she will say, did you accomplish this? Did you do what you said you would do, right? And that's your time to reflect and be like, yes, I did, or no, I didn't. And if the answer is no, you didn't, you got to figure out why that is and fix that problem, right? As CEOs, we're in the business of identifying and solving problems. We're not scared of problems because they don't mean anything negative about us. Just because you have a problem doesn't mean that you are a bad person, right? It just means you have a problem. And a problem is an opportunity to create a solution, right? Then, on top of that, 
on top of the weekly KPI chart that only you can do, nobody can do it for you, the weekly KPI chart on top of doing, posting your weekly top three, again, nobody can, you can't outsource that, only you can do it. This is a CEO work that you cannot outsource. You post your weekly top three, you're held accountable for it, guess what? On top of that, you can also show up to a live call. You can show up to a live weekly call and get in-person coaching, right? You can get in-person coaching to unblock you from whatever obstacle is standing in your way. Maybe you have some weird mental block about something tiny. We've all got them. I have a bajillion, (laughs) right? We all have them. It's nothing to be embarrassed about or ashamed of, right? So Sarah, that's great. The purpose of posting in the group and for someone saying, did you do, like, were you able to do this? That helps you clarify and identify what problem you need to solve, right? Okay, this book, I recommend it to you guys all the time, The Road Less Stupid. This book is based on the fact that we are oftentimes solving the wrong problems in our business. We are solving the problems that are comfortable to solve. We are solving the problems that make us feel good, that are easy, that are simple, that we already have an idea of how to solve. Those are not the problems we need to solve. We need to solve the problems that we don't know how to solve. And the only way to do that is to get coaching. Now, these weekly calls are not required. You do not have to show up to every single weekly call. In fact, you may find that you would get incredibly distracted by doing that. So if that is a distraction to you, then don't do it. You're in charge. You're responsible. If you get triggered every time someone else posts something in the Facebook group, stop reading their comments. (laughs) Stop it. You're in charge. I can't come over there and put your blinders on for you. You've got to do that. Right? And so Amira says, Mama Caitlin. I know. Yeah, Mama Caitlin. So that's up to you. You got to manage your emotions. You have to do what's working for you, right? So you have your weekly KPI chart, posting your weekly top three based on what the KPI chart says. The weekly calls are available, but we're not done yet. We have even more things that we can offer you. Well, these are a beautiful, like, let's, can we just give a hand for it? Please, everybody, right now, take a minute. Please give a hand to you. These coaches are incredible. Like, I'm working with them in Slack every day. They're just like, I mean, they're amazing. They are so committed. You guys don't know this, but like every time there's a win or anything or a breakthrough, they're always in our Slack channel posting it to the whole team, right? We have a whole team of a bunch of people in Slack and they're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so just had a breakthrough. Big or small, it doesn't matter. They're here to celebrate you. They are committed to serving you. On top of that, this is something new that we have. This is something brand new that we're going to, I'm going to show you in just a minute. It's called the monthly KPI chart. The monthly KPI chart is not something that you share with your team. It is something that you have for yourself. And the reason why I started the monthly KPI chart is because I was noticing in my mastermind specifically, I have Altitude Mastermind. In my mastermind, now these is Altitude Mastermind is for people that are, there's an income requirement. So it's like, these are people that are really advanced, right? They have, they're building their teams, They, I noticed that they were having difficulty recognizing all the progress that they made. And so I asked them a question in the group and I was like, can you please tell me what was the revenue that you made January through June, 2019 compared to January, June, 2020. And these are people that have been with me for years, two, three years, right? We've been working together for a long time because guess what? It doesn't happen in eight weeks (laughs) or whatever, right? Right been working together for a long time. 
when they were showing their results, it was like 3x increase, 4x increase, right? All of this stuff of managing our emotions, of measuring our results, that's what led to that increase. They're not learning some new shiny tactic, right? It's all about figuring out, like, you know, what's my team going to look like to start to support this growth? Because you alone can't support continued growth of your business, right? And then the monthly KPI chart looks like this. It has, it's very simple. Again, it's just for you. You set goals. You reflect on what's working. You identify what's preventing you from reaching your goal. You're creating your top three big actions for the month to move forward. There is not a space on here to complain about what another scaler is doing, okay? Like, it's not a place to complain about what one of your students is doing. It's not a place to complain about one of your team members is doing. It's not a space to complain. It's a place to focus because all of the complaining, all that stuff, like, no, that's not going to get, that keeps you stuck. That is your ego talking. That's not going to get you where you want to go, right? And I'm going to give you some specific tools in a minute that are going to help you adjust that as well. So this is like specific things. It's things that you are responsible for, nobody else, right? You're going to write down your monthly courses sold, weekly courses sold, daily courses sold, top three actions, and then some other questions. And I'm going to share my screen with this in just a minute. So the next thing that we have to support you in your journey to meet that goal of whether it's 100K a month by month 22, 23, 24, or whatever it is, right, is these monthly CEO corner calls. On these monthly calls, that's where we're going to dive into some mindset strategies. That's where we're going to give you time, like I said before, to work on your business, not in your business, to work on it. And I don't know about you, but if I don't have time scheduled, like I'll be working in my business all day long. (laughs) Like I don't know about you. I will literally be doing it all day long. I have to pencil it in. I have to put it on my calendar. So this call, this time once a month is an opportunity for you to put on that CEO hat and start to really dive in to think about your business differently, okay? These are all of the things that you should be doing after your webinar launches. If your webinar is not launched yet, be focused on that, (laughs) right? Do not pass go, do not collect $200, focus on getting that done, that is the goal. But once that's done, this is the work, managing your emotions and measuring your results, right? So we want to make sure that we are staying focused on what matters and we are staying out of the drama triangle. And that drama triangle can be insidious, right? Participating in the drama triangle is one of the biggest ways we self-sabotage without even knowing it. I'm going to give you guys three strategies today. I'm going to give you three strategies that you can use to shift yourself out of the drama triangle. Listen, The drama triangle is there. We all know it's there, right? Like I fall into it. I fall into drama triangle with my friends, with my colleagues, with my family, with my team, with my clients, even with complete strangers, right? We all do it. It's normal. But the key is that we want to make sure that we are shifting ourselves out of it, right? That we're taking responsibility for managing our own emotions and that we are shifting out of it. So choosing to participate, and it is a choice, To participate in the drama triangle as opposed to staying on target. My husband is a big Star Wars fan. He's always telling me, he's like, stay on target. He tells our daughter that too. Stay on target. Will distract you from why you're here, which is to scale your business with success. So conflict itself is a super healthy part of growth, right? It's healthy. Problems are healthy. Conflict is healthy. 
And as you scale your business over the next year or two, you will encounter it along the way. It's only normal. If you're not encountering conflict, you're not growing, right? You're staying in the same spot. However, conflict is healthy. Drama is not healthy, right? It's a distraction and it will keep you stuck. Your ego wants you to get dramatic. Your ego wants to protect you from the risk of making a mistake, from the risk of failing, from the risk of trying to succeed and not getting where you want to go. Your ego is trying to do that. And so it's like, hey, what about this drama over here? Ooh, ooh, so shiny. Look at this, right? So today I want to give you a really super brief explanation of what the drama triangle is and how to identify when you're in it and how to shift yourself out of it, all right? So there's three key roles that we play when conflict occurs, right? These are roles. Now, listen, there are real victims in the world, right? Like being a victim of violence or being victimized in some way, that's real, that's happened. We're not talking about that, right? This guy, Stephen Cartman in the 1960s, he created this model to show how we, his background was actually in theater, and he noticed that when conflict occurs, we play a role. And we can take on all of these three different roles in just one conversation, in just one conflict, right? And the very first role, and I'm going to show you for each role, make sure that you have a pen handy because I want you to write down the question that you have to ask yourself, okay? So the first role that maybe you play sometimes, maybe you know someone else that plays this role, right, is the victim role. The victim is using words like overwhelmed, struggling, stuck, afraid, worried. Those are all normal. This is not meant to shame anyone who feels that. I feel afraid sometimes. I feel worried. I feel overwhelmed. But we have a responsibility not to let ourselves spiral and get stuck in that thinking. It's one thing to feel afraid. It's another to really start digging in and playing that victim role. The number one question that you need to ask is to, is what outcome do you want to create, right? Anytime I start to feel overwhelmed, I start to feel afraid, I start to feel like I'm stuck and I don't know how to do something, the first thing I ask, and you're going to notice, this is a a lot of times the the coaches ask you guys this question. When you, in posts where you're using words like stuck or afraid or worried or overwhelmed or whatever, in posts like that, you'll notice the coaches are trying to pull you out of that. They're trying to redirect your attention, right? And some people allow their attention to be redirected, and some people are resistant, right? Some people are like, no, I like it here. I want to stay here. This is who I am right now. This is who I want to be, (laughs) right? And that's totally whatever. We've all been there. And what you want to do is ask yourself, what is the outcome I want to create? You're getting clear again on what is the goal? What do I want to create? Once you're clear on the outcome, it immediately takes you out of that victim role and into the creator role. And then you are capable, you're confident, you're in charge, you're getting clear on what it is that you want. And then after you're clear on what you want, then we can support you and help you, right? We can support you and help you then in getting to that specific result, right? Just like I showed you guys earlier where, you know, we were looking at this goal of like two years from now, you want 100K, great. That's a goal for two years from now. That's not the goal for this month, right? This month I'm focused on 10K per month or whatever it is. And then we help you 
figure out, okay, well, like, what do you need to do for that? What are the, like, how much traffic do you need? How much this? How much that? And then we can help you develop a plan, right? Okay, the next role that we have to play is called the persecutor role, right? The persecutor role is something where you're feeling rigid, you feel threatened, you feel defensive. Sometimes you might even get a little bit sarcastic. You feel righteous. You feel angry, right? And you probably know someone in your life who has behaved this way at some point in time. And I mean, I for sure have behaved this way uh, like many times, right? Like playing the victim role, playing the persecutor role, that's totally normal. We naturally as humans fall into that. It's a matter of figuring out how to get ourselves out of that, right? And so the next question for that would be to ask yourself, how can I shift my own perspective to get my desired result? We have to let be willing to let go of being right because the way that a five-figure CEO thinks is very different than the way a six-figure CEO thinks, which is very different from the way a seven-figure CEO thinks, which is very different from the way an eight-figure CEO thinks, and on and on, right? Your perspective is going to have to shift before you reach that next level monetary goal. The shift in perspective has to come first, right? And so... That's kind of where we get into the place of trusting the process, right? It's like, well, stay with me here. Stay with me on these like coaching questions that we're asking you. And just even though it's uncomfortable, and so many of you do an amazing job of this, and you're just open, right? I can list like one specific instance that could have, like someone could email me and say, and maybe you've had this experience with your customers. Someone could email you. And email is a great example because there's a lot of different interpretations. Someone could email you and say, I missed the last webinar, right? You could come up with a hundred different interpretations of what that person may or may not mean, right? And so if you immediately latch on to maybe like, oh my gosh, well, they're asking me that because they're upset. They're angry. Well, now I'm going to be angry. Like I already told them the times they shouldn't be asking this. Like, why are they having this problem? da 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 right? You're in that place where you're not open to shifting your perspective. Maybe when they did this, they weren't angry at all. Maybe they were just wanted to let you know they missed the webinar time or whatever it is. When one thing happens, it doesn't automatically mean what you think it means. You assign the meaning, right? You assign the meaning. So when things change, when something shifts, You, in that moment of conflict, you're assigning meaning to it. You don't know, but you have to, in order to shift your own perspective to get the result you want, to look at that big picture and be like, okay, you know what? I got it. Like, I need to be open to shifting my perspective here because clearly this level of thinking that I'm at now is enough to get me to six figures. It's not the way I need to think as a seven-figure CEO. So I'm going to be open to being wrong here. I'm just going to be open to shifting my perspective so that I can move forward. Because I am 100% committed to meeting my goal. I'm 100% committed to moving forward. I am not 100% committed to being right. Some people are more committed to being right than they are to meeting their goal, right? And that kind of thinking is not going to allow you to accelerate your income. So the third role that we have here is a rescuer role. And I can identify with this role, to be honest, a lot in terms of like parenting, Because, and I know this is something that I for sure like struggled with with my daughter. And the example I like to give is tying her shoes. When she's learning how to tie her shoes, 
which obviously she knows how to do it now. But when she was learning, it was very frustrating to watch her do it, right? Because it would take her a million years. <laughs> when you hire a new team member, it can be very frustrating to watch them work through the SOP that you give them, right? It can be frustrating. But we have to make sure that we don't jump in and be like, oh, I'll just, I'll do it for you. I'll tie your shoe for you. I'll make your sandwich for you. Oh, don't worry. I know I assigned you that task, but don't do it. I'll just run and do it real quick. Raise your hand if you've ever been guilty of doing that with an employee, right? Maybe you hired someone for customer service and maybe the VA asks you a question. It's like, hey, like, how would you respond to this person? And instead of coaching that VA to success, instead of coaching them to success, you jump in and you do it for them. And you're like, oh, you know what? Here's what I would respond at the end. It's not a conversation. You're telling them what to do. Telling someone what to do is the lowest value of coaching ever. That's like the value is so low, right? You might as well just look at a PDF. Like, oh, do this, do this, do this, do this. That's low value. What you want to do is move from that style of coaching or parenting or whatever into this other level, which is the role of coach, right? Which is asking what questions can I ask to best support them in their own learning? So, because you got to teach, like, your company's not going to grow if you're doing stuff for your team all day long. Your company will not grow because eventually you'll be the bottleneck and you won't be teaching your company you won't be t- have taught, you won't have done your job. You won't have taught them how to think, how to make decisions on their own, right? Eventually, you're going to have a company where you don't just have like a team, you have like a leadership team, and then you have a team under that. You have to coach your leadership team to then coach your the rest of your team so that they can then coach their clients. It's like you have to, and in order to do that, you can't do it by rescuing people, by just doing it for them. You have to stay in that uncomfortable place of slowing down so that you can truly shifting how they think. So Amira says, I realized I was focusing on rescuing the artists in my program each week to avoid persecution. Okay. Cause you didn't want them to get angry, right? That's a big one, right? To avoid persecution instead of setting up ways to coach them and grow my business. And the thing is, Amira, once you're able to do that, then you have to then train someone else on your team to do that. And you're going to have to coach them to coach them. So then it gets like kind of meta. It's like I'm coaching the coach, the coach, the coach, whatever, right? Yeah, Heather says, slow down to speed up. That's my mantra. (laughs) So the best thing about managing your emotions and measuring your results is that both of those things are skills that can be improved over time. So if you haven't mastered those skills yet, awesome, right? That's why you're here. It's a skill just like anything else, just like riding a bike, tying your shoe, making lasagna, whatever it is. It's a skill that can be improved over time. So I'd love to know in the comments, please let me know what's been the most valuable part of today's call for you so far. Let me know in the comments. We've covered a lot. We covered a bit about goal setting. We covered a bit about measuring our results, managing our emotions. We talked about the drama triangle, and I gave you three specific questions to ask yourself in order to shift yourself out of the triangle. We talked about not focusing on what other people are doing. If someone else is doing something and you don't like it, ignore it, right? It doesn't matter. We're here to focus on our own results. So let me know in the comments what has been the biggest insight, the biggest aha moment, maybe the biggest shift in thinking for you so far. So Julie says, conflict is a healthy part of growth. Yes, 100%, right? Problems, healthy. 
conflict healthy. A, you know what's interesting? There's this book. It's called like the five dysfunctions of a team. That is dysfunctional if there is no conflict, right? That's a sign that something's not, people should feel comfortable to bring up different things. That's healthy, right? Your team should be a place where sometimes you want to do one thing and someone on your team wants to do something else. That's healthy. That's normal. And as the CEO of your business, you have to learn how to navigate that. Because the problems don't get smaller as you scale, they get bigger. And so you have to be able to manage your emotions so that you can handle those big problems and not freak out, right? I used to freak out about the tiniest things. I'd be like, oh my God, my webinar tech is down. Oh my gosh. And I'd freak out and panic and all this stuff. Like I'm dealing with way bigger problems than that right now, but I'm dealing and like, yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable, but it's okay because I've had the opportunity to practice every step of the way, just like you guys, right? Susanna says, reminding myself to step out of victim mode into creator mode. Victoria says, making all my negative self-beliefs seem normal and something I can overcome. Also the one product for one year. Melissa says, ask for help when needed. Yes, that's a big one, Melissa. We don't know when you need help. You've got to, we have the coaching calls. We'll post and tag you three times a week. Like, but we need to hear from you specifically what you need help with. And sometimes you might not know what you need help with. And that's also an opportunity where you can get coaching, right? Because then we can be like, well, let's figure out what you need help with. Like, let's start by looking at your KPI chart. Like, what are some issues that we think might need resolving here? Joe Kelly says it was a total ego boost to be talked about. Haha, <laughs> that's so funny. Let's see. Tosh says saying no to 10K deals and setting goals, staggered goals, slow down to speed up. Yes, so good. Yes, I love it. Are you ready to get off the revenue roller coaster and start generating consistent, scalable income from your online course? Join me inside my signature program, Scale with Success, where you'll get the content, coaching, and community you need to successfully implement our proprietary sales and marketing methodology into your business so you can start reaping the rewards of running a highly profitable online course business. Scale with Success is a 12-month group coaching experience exclusively created for online course creators who are ready to transform their business into a lean, mean, scaling machine. What are you waiting for? Click over to CaitlinBatcher.com and apply now.